welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Kevin. And I'm over 9,000 power. <laughs> and this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, February 17th, and this is episode 41 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Great Area Podcast. And last week, we gave you a bonus episode, which I hope you enjoyed, uh, a little bit of downtime while we waited for Tinsian to come back. If you have not listened to that, please do. And the last time we left off, we were headed towards the inn uh, with the two Minotaurs, and Tinsian's going to catch us up on exactly what's happening now. Dungeon Master, you are a go. On the way back to the inn, the uh, Minotaurs had been taken by the local town officials towards the jail with the promise that once the administrative work had been taken care of to get the uh, reparations for their the Minotaur actions taken care of, then they would be available to speak. The party, having no further recourse, had retired to the inn temporarily. However, as it seems to be the case, when it rains, it pours as far as trouble comes with the party. Overnight, there was a fire attack, fire bombing of what remained of the shack, where the uh, merchant who had started this whole issue had been residing. In all reality, all the firebomb was was against a couple pieces of wood. However, there was the summons by the uh, town magistrates with instructions to arrive promptly at 7.30 in the morning to meet with the Minotaurs, and they would be released to the party's care. I'd like to analyze the crime scene and then put on some sunglasses and say to my companions, it looks like this guy is out of the pan and into the fire. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm done here. You can continue. Nope. Um, anything that you guys would have done overnight or any any sort of... Do you want to go over any mid-discussions that you would have had following the episode? I know that uh, Thorne was trying to get some information on his own type deal. Is there anything that you guys want to do in, in the meantime before kind of going into this next day portion? I'd like to, I'd, yeah, I'd like to wait in the bar and see what the Minotaur turns up to give me information. Okay. Uh, the Minotaur does not turn up for you, Thorn. Um, you should see if you can get your coin back. <laughs> uh, uh, where are the Minotaurs staying out of curiosity? Do we know that? The Minotaurs are at the uh, the local jail. I'd like to sneak out of the, the inn place and make my way to the jail. Okay. Um, are you going middle of the night type deal? Yes. Okay. I put on a cloak, a dark cloak. i probably steal the cloak from the cloak room. Okay. Uh, for the listeners, normally on a tabletop game, just as a reminder, there would be notes that I would pass to players under the table. In this case, we use in-character and out-of-character information. Uh, out-of-character information is stuff that the whole party will hear that they technically can't act upon, uh, and that's just to make things easier so that way there's not an air gap. Cesar, uh, sorry, um... Thorn, for you, as in-character information, as you sneak through town, uh, you are 
able to hear the um, firebomb attack yes. happen. However, if you decide to not go to that event and you still decide to press to the jail, uh, just let me know. Um, do I hear any sort of... Well, I, I obviously hear the, the, the attack, but is it like out of the ordinary? Is it something that would pique my interest or is it just something that you would normally hear in the middle of the night like a, you know, a drunken person smashing something or... Well, it, it sounds like something smashing, but there's kind of an, uh, an impressive sounding whoop, uh, some sort of magic kind of thing. Just where the the air is so suddenly burned up that it causes kind of like that that muffled whoop sound. Um, okay. But where the stuff is on the docks in that whole sort of trade area, it's actually not a dock, but it's uh, the uh, what's the warehouse like, district, like a loading zone type area. Yeah. Yeah, there's nobody really is there right now, or at least the other um, areas, vendor areas who may have guards. The guards are staying inside, so it okay. looks like the other trade people aren't really necessarily looking out for one another at this point in time. Um. So okay, just thinking this through. If I go towards the sound, it's quite possible that I could be picked up as a suspect for this crime. It's entirely possible. And with the Minotaur, I only really gave away two gold. One gave me some information, the other one just... Well, you could still press on to the jail. It's it's fairly easy to move around nah. the town if you wanted to. I'm just trying to weigh up whether it's worth the two gold or not. I'm stingy. What of it? Hey, I didn't get any gold from the last adventure. Give me a break. I think you did. Quite a bit, actually. No. Did I? I don't, I don't think yeah. so. I, yeah. Did I? Do we know how much I got from the last adventure out of curiosity? It would have been the same as everyone else. Yeah. Well, there was 200 in the chest. He pocketed 100, I thought, says our No, everybody got about 200 gold. Okay. Because we had other okay. stuff from the adventure, too. You've got plenty of money. You're not poor by any means. But it's funny if okay. you're stingy. Uh, I squandered it all on Scooby Snacks. <laughs> I love Scooby Snacks. Hey, Cesar. Mm-hmm. Um, with all of your mechanical abilities and stuff like that, have you added anything around town? Any gizmos or... Um, no. Been too busy having fun. Okay. That's my boy! Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so are you going to go and attempt to uh, press forward to the jail, or are you going to head back to the inn? I... I'm going to press on to the firebombing site. Okay. At the firebombing site, uh, the uh, limited amount of wood that's there is already starting to just kind of smolder. It was evidently a very flash burn with some sort of accelerant and or magic. However, there is on uh, a nearby doorway nailed to the door a cultist cloak with a uh, bone rod hanging from uh, the nail. Um, I'd like to analyze the cultist cloak, please. Okay. It is a black fabric, probably cotton, uh, fairly thick, 
and uh, both sides are sort of a blackish, bruised, mauve-type purple. Um, do I recognize it as a symbol from the cult that I belong to? You would recognize it rather as the cloaks that uh, some of the vampires were wearing at mm. the Keep of the Shadow Fell. The janitors. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we're talking Orcus here. Yep. Okay, I'll write the, all this down. The bone rod uh, is clearly looking almost exactly like the one that you had turned into your um, cult. So, it's quite possible it's a fake. Um, okay, I'm going to take both the cloak and the rod. I'm going to fold the rod up inside the cloak okay. um, and put the cloak into my bag. Okay. And I'm going to... Uh, before I leave, does... Because you said there was some sort of magic uh, in the in the, the fire or what appeared to be some sort of magic, did it leave? Was it like a magical marking? Like, did the, the fire actually burn a mark into, into the wood that remained, given that it didn't Burn, but it's more smoldered. Did it well, turn it, into like a? No, there, there's there, there's no sort of mark. Uh, it looks the reason why it could either be magic or like a gas accelerant. There, there's something that it was an extremely quick burn, just versus yeah. uh, you know somebody setting up some charcoal and trying to light it up an old fashioned way or blow it up. Okay. Uh, you you do as however though. Um, in your gut, you sort of feel that this is uh, some sort of distractionary move. Okay. Uh, just making sure I've got all these notes. Thorn stops to write in his journal in front of the burned <laughs> building. De- dear diary. <laughs> Today I found crosses his legs. <laughs> Dora is exploring. Everyone Today paused. I found a cloak and a bone hanging off a door. The bone was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you do you see who killed the building? Oh, oh that's <laughs> these kids and that darn dog. Yeah. Long dramatic buzz. Yes, it is over there. <laughs> <laughs> looks looks over there. Oh wow, it's a minotaur. <laughs> Thorn comes oh, running wait. back into the end. Was that Thorn? Uh, what? Timmy's trapped in the well? <laughs> no, I'm hungry. I need money for food. <laughs> okay. Every time. Every time. Okay, so, um. Okay, so if that's the case, I'm going to, um. Run back to the inn before anyone sees me. Okay. Um. More likely, they already have because they, there are many eyes in the shadows. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna run back to the inn, making sure that my face is concealed. Um, I'm gonna put the cloak back in the room, and I'm going to find uh, Zanatari. Okay. Uh, we're talking probably about what three in the morning or so, roughly. Yep. Okay. Uh, Zanatari, what would you be doing at three in the morning? Well, at that point, probably sleeping, but it depends what time all of this ruckus occurred when we were headed toward the tavern. 
the ruckus would have been uh, earlier in the day. Okay. Because at that point, I was headed back towards the tavern with, with Midthrin, and we were going to speak about the drow. So we okay. may be up talking that late about it, but most likely I would already be back in the room sleeping. Okay. Well, um, do you and Mithrin... Actually, before we get to you and Mithrin, uh, Cesar, do you mm-hmm. want to step in? Um, do you have anything that would have happened over the intervening time after getting back to the inn, or would you have stuck with Mithrin? What's... Uh, um, well, he's Cesar's pretty intrigued by this strapping young lad, and um, hey, hey. Oh. if you know what I mean, and uh, he, you know, start hearing them tell tales of lands other than where you know Cesar's been. He's always interested in things like that. He said, you know, a, a rather extreme but sheltered life, so he'd probably stick with them and hear what they have to say. Okay. Uh, so- the, uh, the old woman, by the way, that she, that says is no longer interested. I thought he was going to meet her later. Yeah, maybe someone else. Who knows? Well, well let's, young. Let, let, let's do that. Wayne's World back in time thing. Um, and what's what is joined uh, earlier in the evening? Xanatari, Mithrin, and Caesar having their discussion over the drow. If Xanatari allows Caesar to be anywhere near the discussion. Who knows? He's interested in young men. Oh, well. We'll see what he does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I personally uh, am flattered, but... <laughs> you, 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 you guys have the, uh, have the floor. Excellent. Um, so I'm assuming that we're all sitting by a table by the fire somewhere? Most likely, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Excellent. Um, so I guess I'd like to address both of my comrades and just say... Well, I'm I'm glad you are willing to hear me out on this. Um, can I get you guys anything to drink right away? Mm, Zentari says, uh, I think I'm just going to... Uh, I'll go up later and get something, but I want to be clear-headed for this. And uh, You never know what sort of trouble might happen tonight with the Minotaurs in town and with Thorn wandering around, so I'm going to keep a clear head. You you uh you treated me to a drink earlier. I I I think that, that, that it's time for me to you know treat you for one. Ah. From the distance, from the distance, I'd like to yell a pitcher of mead. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just heard the ghost of of Thorn from like somewhere in the past. <laughs> I... Oh God, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing Dogs how that's happened. Souls, so I've heard. Who knows. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, if you would treat me to drink, that would be fantastic, Cesar. I would love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. What are you having? I will have uh, whichever the house the house uh, beer is right now. Whatever I'll have, it is. I'll have one as well. I'll go get them. Excellent. Do-do-do-do-do. So, Xanatari, what, what do you know of the drow? Do you know anything about them? I know they are related to the elves and they're a dark elf race, but other than that... And the fact that they like the darkness and living underground, not really much. Hmm. Um, I'm assuming Cesar is back by now. Here you go. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, hey, it's a good thing you're back. All right, that's excellent. Um, well, now that you're back, you know, I, I feel like I've kind of done you guys a little bit of a disservice by just kind of thrusting myself into your, into your midst and not really telling you much about myself. Um, so if you'd like, I, I will give you a, a short rundown on my history, just a little bit. Um, 
I am not a, a warrior by trade. I am actually a storyteller. Um, I've spent the last 10 years wandering just wherever I happen to end up just collecting stories and collecting tales from different people and different cultures and, you know, towns, wherever I happen to go. And I trade stories for food is what I did for many, many years. Sounds delightful. Um, it was delightful for a very, very long time. And that for 10 years until I decided to go back home. And, uh, when I went back home to see my parents and see how they were doing, um, I found out that some tales that you believe are just tales sometimes are true. And some people will do a, how do I say this? Uh, some people will force their interests on you to find out what you know. And ask where his home is. Um, no, no offense to you, Zanatari, but I, I would, I would rather not say at this point. I mean, we've only just met this day, and um, the reason that I am fighting right now, or even you know, trying to get employed, is that I, I need to become stronger in order to protect my home and my parents and their place from people who, if I go back there, unfortunately, I know many stories, and some of which are true, but sadly, I don't know which ones are true and which ones are just stories. <laughs> What exactly did you come home to? Um, I came home to everything just as it normally would. My parents run a run a, a, a tavern, actually similar to this one. Um, it's an inn and a tavern, and I grew up there, and my father is the brewmaster, and my mother ran the inn, and we you know, lived a very happy life. And then I left for 10 years to collect stories because that was always my passion, and I came back after 10 years. Um. And I was there for maybe a month or so, and some adventurers showed up and wanted to know who was the man who had collected stories from, you know, this other town that I had been near. And I said, which story do you want to know? And they asked me for the story, and I told it to them. And they didn't believe that I had told them everything. And so they ransacked the entire inn trying to threaten me, and I, you know, didn't know any more than what I did. I thought it was just a silly story. But apparently it was true, and uh, I couldn't protect my family that day. Nobody was killed. Everything, you know, ended up, you know, more or less, you know, it was just a monetary loss. Uh, but I realized that time that the things that I had known were very dangerous um, because I couldn't separate the fact from the fantasy, per se. So... Until I could protect my family, it wasn't good for me to be there. Was this some sort of a, a story that would disparage somebody's reputation, that they would get upset with you, or are they trying to protect it, some sort of secret? It was a story about where a treasure might be located. <sighs> and uh, I honestly don't know if that story was true or not. The treasure was fantastic. Um, you know, it, it was something that I assumed was myth, but apparently... Maybe it had some truth to it since it caused this group of adventurers to come after me to find out if I knew anything about it. So anyway, it, you know, it took away from my real, my real work, which is storytelling and story collecting. Um, and now I'm on this work, which is just to become the best, uh, or become strong enough, a uh, protector to protect my parents. Have you ever considered trying to become the, hero in any of these stories that you've heard and follow up on them? Um, 
it's not really interesting to me. I, I'm more interested in just telling the tale and, and seeing that. It's just, I, I just don't want my parents to have to suffer, especially now that they're in their later years. So, um, I'm hoping that I will be able to go back to them soon. Um, as soon as I am either strong enough to protect them from anyone who might come after me or until I find some way to either gain money or power to take them away from where they are. So. Do you sing these stories or do you speak them? Are you, what sort of? I, I do some of both. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm a, a bard, but I do some storytelling. I do some, some singing occasionally. My, uh, I'm just curious, your name, Mithrin, is it just a coincidence that you've taken up a trade so aptly described in your name, or can I assume it's not your given name? You're, you're a very smart man. <laughs> it is not my given name. Uh, I prefer not to, not to give out my real name since that it, it could possibly be traced back to where I'm from. Um, but, uh, Mithrin, where I'm from, actually means story maker or story crafter. So. I see. Okay. Well, that's a, a worthy pursuit, I would say. Unfortunately, it may take you many years to become a good warrior enough to defend your family. And if you're away 20 years, that's a very long time. I realize that. That's why I'm kind of hoping for, that's why I'm out searching for, for work and ways that I might be able to luckily either find some wealth to move my parents away or maybe find a group of adventurers who would be willing to help me out someday. So, Dungeoneering pays very well if you can survive the trip. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Plus, you certainly get a good workout. <laughs> yeah, you would have yeah. some stories. That that's also you know the the beautiful part of uh of uh dungeoning from what I've heard anyway. I've never been in a dungeon. You know, I've I've done some overworld traveling, but I think you'll find that the experience of living your stories is going to be slightly different than the telling of them. I, I, I'm sure <laughs> I'm quite sure. But anyway, uh, we were speaking about the drow. Um, and I do have some general lore that has been passed down from some of the towns around where my, my hometown is from. If you'd like to hear it. Is this true factual? Um, or is this a rumor? <laughs> well, you know, as with most stories, it's hard to tell, but as far as I can tell, this is actual factual lore about what, uh, the overworld people, especially uh, uh, dwarves and men, think of the drow. Okay, please carry on. Tell on. Uh, Cesar, I, I just, you know, I, I know a little bit of your his, your history is that you, you were in some kind of hellish plain world, Thay, something like that? Oh, no, it's, it's in our world. It's just a horrible nation ruled by disgusting, horrible undead. Um, that's to the southeast. That's nasty um so I, i'm i'm just you know since you probably don't have a whole lot of experience with uh stories and that sort of thing do you or maybe nope. maybe no okay no nope, not at all i was for a large portion of my life i was kept as a personal servant to one of the higher-ups in their government working with my specific skills to assist her in her various exploits and i wasn't really exposed to many other people she uh wasn't really in the business of entertaining me, let's say. Well, I, I, I guess I'd just like to give you this choice then. Um, I can either tell this, this small story uh, as prose, just as we would normally speak, or I can tell it as poetry. What, what would you prefer? What's poetry? What's poetry? 
Well, yeah. then I guess you made your choice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will tell this as, as, as traditional lore masters and storytellers did from long ago. Um, if you'd like to hear it that way, both of you. Sure. All right. Um, at this point, Mithrin will stand up and he has a walking stick that's over in the corner and he has it. Uh, he goes over and he picks it up and he stands in front of the fire and he puts his cloak, the hood of his cloak kind of over his head a little bit. So it shades his eyes and the walking stick actually has notches on it all the way down on sides, you know, like in, they seem almost like a random pattern. Um, and he kind of touches one of those notches as if he's remembering something. And you can totally see at this moment as he is kind of looking down and thinking and thought that this is actually what he really likes to do. Like you can just see like there's a certain joy in his persona as he does this. All right. Does the whole inn at this point turn and look at the standing figure and everyone is interested in what you're about to do? I would assume. I mean, this is a small town, so I would assume the whole town would be there. Um, because it's there's not much to do in trading town at night. Uh-huh. Dungeon master. Yep, more more than likely, uh, probably have a good crowd, probably about sixteen other people in the tavern. Okay. All right. So he stands there. He has he has the walking staff, and he looks down at the floor, and then he looks up and kind of off into the middle distance, as if not seeing anyone, but just saying something from memory. Hail, friends from far and neighbors near, come gather round the fire to hear. Adventurous tales I deem are true, thus may our history come to you. And if you're wise and lore you seek, then you will prize these words I speak. Below the deepest tunnels delved by dwarves dwell the dark elves. We call them drow, they live unseen, they delight in death with their spider queen. The labyrinth that is their realm, the underdark, would overwhelm, any creature born of light, they shun the sun and embrace the night. Wicked chaos is their way. From night of birth till pall of grave, with arachnoid hymns they plight their troth and pledge to serve the goddess Loth. Now it is not unclean to live in dark, if you cherish life's bright spark, but that is not the way of the drow. Their seed is chaos and corruption their prow. Countless dwarves and elves and men have been taken and never seen again, brought below to serve as slaves or cruelly killed beneath our graves. They treat each other with equal spite, for cunning is king in the drow-dreamt night. They sacrifice both kith and kin for slightest game or simplest whim. Pain is their anvil, despair is their forge, the shadow is comfort, and so I implore. Flee from the dark places, let no path draw you down, for you may find a treasure, or you may by the drow be found. Holy crap, Kevin, you wrote some poem. That's awesome. Did you write that? Yes, that's mine. All right. Bringing the class to D4. <laughs> well, he's a storyteller. That's what he does. Need more made. Need more made. Right. Wow. So the inn, the people at the inn would, around us, would stand and 
and, you know, whistle and hoot and you. And then I would, he would, he would obviously look very embarrassed, but he would also be somewhat kind of like, ah, that was fun. And then he would sit down and go, so that's the draft. There, there's, there's also um, a number of them that make certain signs of warding and stuff like that. Just like a, kind of a general sense of sense of warding. Uh, you can kind of get the feeling from the room that a lot of these people, this is the first they've heard of this sort of thing. And you know, it, coming across that, oh, it's another evil in the world. Really, do we need this? You know, why can't we all sort of have the, you know, the unicorns and cake type deal? Um, but they seem especially pleased that uh they they have a proper proper bard um they they seem to view you more along the lines of you know that sort of trade uh and there's a couple calls you know for you to sing now or something along those lines you know which you can dissuade um Cesar, what do you what 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 type of clothing you're wearing right now um, after being caught unawares, he probably, when he got back to the, the inn, went up and uh, threw on his armor again. Okay. Um, Xanatari? I would still be wearing the armor that I was wearing earlier and have my weapon at okay. my side. Um, a- actually, uh, also, uh, it was actually more just to call your attention. Um, there is, as you are uh, listening to the app attention and then sort of looking around the room and seeing the alteration given to Mithrin, you sort of notice that there is a black type dot that appears to be moving around on uh, Cesar's uh, left shoulder and it seems to be creeping towards his neck. Th- that, that, is, that, is, that is yours, yes. That is your in-character passive. Uh, does it appear to be a physical form, or like is a it, bug? Right, or is it like a just a shadowy? It seems like some kind of bug. And it's on his back, or it's just where is it? it it's from? it's it's kind of on his shoulder, but it's just out of peripheral vision. There's it, it it's creeping along his shoulder. How big is it? Hmm. You got well trained eyes. It's probably about as big as a thumbnail. Ugh. Uh, and I am sitting to his right. That's up to you. Sure, that's how I pictured it. So. Yeah, that's how I pictured it. Okay. Pretty, pretty, pretty much since you're the one that 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 made the uh, the call as far as looking around and judging reaction from the. The, in a describing it, I'm, I'm giving you the... Well, since I'm standing uh, in appreciation for Minthrin's poem, I would shift slightly to my left uh, and be right behind Cesar and and peer closer at this object. Okay. It appears to be a spider of some kind, and it is creeping towards uh, the exposed portion of what are you doing? <laughs> there he goes. He just covered the iPad with a pillow. He's like, die! <laughs> it doesn't sound... You're super muted. There's a microphone on one side. Look and see where it is. That's the only part that matters. Hello? Oh, there you go. Yes, much better. Okay. You're not supposed to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would. iPad, not iCookie. Okay. Mm, iCookie. <laughs> <laughs> I would flick, as most people do when they see a bug, flick the bug off of his shoulder and stomp on it with my boot. Huh? What's that? Could you be more subtle? Like, step on it, perhaps? Okay. Don't put your foot through the floor? <laughs> I, so I just I imagine it stomping and putting a foot through the like the wooden boards of the floor. I didn't go, oh my god, it's a spider! Flick it off and then leap on it like it would in real life, so just be happy. <laughs> you could drop your mace and you go, oh, where's, where's the my, tissues? My... Where's the tissues? <laughs> There's a bug, Seth! Get the bug! Get the bug! Ew! Okay. <laughs> Don't you uh, monster, can you get rid of the bug for me, please? You, fl- right. you flick it off and... Uh, the bug falls to the ground, and when you stomp it, there you almost sort of like a one of those puff mushrooms. When you step on yeah, it, there's yeah. that sort of puff. There's one of those sort of puffs of black smoke. Okay. Yeah. I would um I would wait for everyone in the inn. I would stand where I am and not move, and I would wait for everyone in the inn to resume their activities of what they were doing, okay. and then I would motion uh and very subtly to Mithrin uh until he. And try to get him to come and stand next to me. Oh, yeah, I, by, by the way, the uh, for forgot to mention the additional part of your perception. It looked like it had either some sort of red hourglass on its abdomen, or a red type of some sort of red marking on the abdomen. Okay, like a black widow, I would be familiar with. Yes. Okay. Um, I will see the the motion and come over. Okay. And when you're standing very close, I would just kind of tilt my head towards you and whisper very quietly, you, in your poem, spoke about spiders several times. I don't really understand the connection between the drow and the spiders, but something very odd just happened, and I'd like you to see if you can see anything on the floor here when I step back. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. And then I would take a step back and see if there's any sort of visible like remains or some sort of a mark on the floor or something that would prove there was something there. No, there there looked like, you know, somebody dropped a piece of charcoal type smudge on the ground, but there's there's no uh carcass to speak of. Can I uh, scrape it up at all to analyze it? Have they brought you in have, did well, uh, she flicked it off my shoulder right beside me. I don't know. I guess I could possibly not notice. Are, 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 have you, um, Santari, are, are you keeping this purposely from Cesar or are you including no, Cesar? No, I'm standing a, like a foot away from him and, um, you know, I assume. <laughs> I just face forward blissfully drinking my beer. <laughs> I assumed he would have gone like, hey, and then like. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 fair enough. I just wanted to, you know, not derail something, but yes, uh, Cesar, if you want, you can, uh, do okay. some sort of. I'll scrape it up and pour it into a little bowl and pour a couple chemicals in and do an arcana check on it, see if I can determine anything. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make your roll... 17 arcana. Okay. With that one, you do find that there is uh, some sort of process. Um, it's, it's not normal charcoal. Okay. But it, it it looks like there was something within the smudge that previously had been magicked. Okay, I pass that along. There's this uh 
does have some arcane properties to it. I'm not quite sure what, but it's... I, I, what What was it? I would sit back down at the table and kind of lean toward the other two so we have some privacy and wait for them to sit as well. And then say, there was a large spider, a black spider shape with a red hourglass that seemed intent on reaching your throat while he was telling that story. That's disturbing. Thank thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're very welcome. That's disturbing because, you know, it's... You know, I part of me wants to say, "Oh my God, it was the drought." You know, but the odds of that being true are seem very small. I mean, the drought worship spiders; they they commune with them, uh, from what I've heard. But I, hmm. But obviously, if it, if it was a spider that you saw and you smashed it, it was, uh, hmm. And it's not there now, and it's just what what it, what is it, Cesar? What is it even? Bug? Um, all, I, all I can tell that it, it's just whatever this powder is that's left had some sort of has some sort of arcanic ar- residue. I, that's all I can really tell. Um, do the uh, you know obviously more about the drow than either of us? Is there anything you've heard in your wanderings that uh, have uh, linked invocations to appearance of drow? I, I know. I feel like I've heard of. Certain things where people are afraid to speak the name of of evil entities and in fear of summoning them or or uh, minions of them is is there anything like that with the drow? Uh, I I really don't know. Hmm. This is the the danger of uh, apparently my my limited knowledge is that I have never heard any anyone you know speak you know, do not speak the, the name of the drow or of their god or anything. I've never heard anyone say that I that you shouldn't do that. But uh that doesn't mean maybe something couldn't happen, I guess. I don't I don't know. I wonder what have draw what would have drawn the attention of the drow to this tiny area of that. In the distance there is sort of a muffled uh crump sound as if uh air suddenly sucked away and um I don't know if you've ever listened in one of the old war movies to the sound of like an artillery piece landing, but there is a sudden explosion. Cesar would um, definitely be able to probably recognize the sound due to his uh, yeah. experience with combustion and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, probably about three minutes after you guys engage the conversation with the spiders, uh, this sound would very kind of muffled at a distance, be heard. That's an explosion. That's <laughs> a big one. Xenotar uh, would leap up and look at Cesar and say, what? Yes, it's it's certainly an explosion. Um, I, I can't tell if it's it's physical, as in with gunpowder or, or magically created, but something blew up not too far from here. Xenotar um, walk to the door and, and fling it open and, and walk out and kind of hurry out into the street looking for Thorn. I think at this point in time I would come across an Atari, um, pull back my hood, and in a in a hushed tone I I say to her, I think we need to go somewhere private with the party. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Not what I did, but what I found. Um I hardly like go upstairs into one of 
one of our rooms that we hired for the night or whatever. And onto the bed, I dump the cloak um, and unfold it to reveal the bone rod. On our way up the stairs, following Thorn, I would gesture to Midthrin um, to follow us. I will gladly follow. So, yeah, I found this at the merchant's place. Uh, I was just out wandering, and I heard this noise. Never heard heard the like of it before. Went to investigate, and the merchant's... Well, the remnants of the merchant shack was smoldering, and uh, this was nailed to the door. Can I do an insight check on Daniel to see if he's telling the truth? Sure. 19. Okay. Um, you sense that uh, for what he is telling you, that uh, he is uh, being as accurate as you are liable to trust him to be. Okay, so not at all. <laughs> 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 well, it, it, yeah. it, ju- judging from things, was he out for a walk? Yes. Yeah. You know, you can okay. sort of see that there's a hole in the cloak. Things, you know, add up, but there's not the underlying why was he out there. Okay. Uh, but from what you can tell for what he's saying, it seems to be okay. kosher. I'm glad to say that my body has trust in me. <laughs> this is This is nice. It's not like really... I went up to you and, like, sniffed you. <laughs> <laughs> you could have. Mm-hmm. Crazy old man. So, uh, so I see this cloak and this rod sitting there, and I... I what, what is this stuff? I've never seen anything like this. Zanatari turns to him and says, Let me introduce you to the rod of Orcus, or what could possibly be the rod of Orcus. And I would look at Thorin and say... This, you know what this is, don't you? Yes, this is why I brought it right here. I thought you guys needed to see this before the authorities found it. it it's I, I'm I'm confused. I, I'm new to this Orcus cult. Is is there a rod of Orcus, or is are there rods of Orcus? As far as we know, there is only one rod of Orcus. Um, however, as you might remember from our last encounter with it, there were two of them. No, so I think I we're, I think we're dealing with um, a cult that is trying to recreate the the rod instead of finding the real one. Hmm. Was uh was this related to the sound of the large explosion we heard? Yes, this was. Uh, um, can I do a maybe like an insight check on the actual nature of the explosion? You said it was uh like a distract like a, a distraction. So could well, I? It- you know, you, you had the encounter with the Minotaurs and, you know, they were doing their thing and then this happened. It could it could be something related. It could be a distraction to something else. Um, there's there's different sort of things. So if you want that sort of insight, um, you know, you can decide where along the line your character wishes to call and speak from that point. Okay. So um looking looking at my notes here, just out of character, um, like I don't, I didn't hear anything about the drow, but maybe one of the other characters could make the connection. Um, I mean, there's a lot of black involved in all of this. Um, black spider, black cultist cloak, rod of Orcus. Um, you know, um, 
but I'm going to I'm going to talk. Um, yeah, like maybe I'm going to 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 talk to them. And say I think this might be drawing attention back to the merchant's hut. I mean, once once everything was done and dusted, no one went back to the to the scene, and only to have this happen tonight. There's I think we're missing something. Can I roll an insight check? If you want, and you want to explain uh, what your insight is for, uh, trying to do, and yeah, anybody can roll for that. My instinct is to go check on the Minotaurs right quickly, um, but I want to see if, like, that's my, I want to see if there's some sort of connection that Xenotar can come up with that would make her feel like she needs to do that, so I feel like if I get a, a decent insight, that would okay. reinforce that. Um, let me pause for one second. Uh there's the general sense that um, one or all of you guys uh, would in some way have known that as far as holy symbols, um, sometimes there's the legit, the holy symbols are based on symbols of deities that are in existence. But sometimes deities that are especially tricksters or troublemakers or uh, looking to sow war and discontent and death, Sometimes they put items out into the world purposely uh, in order for them to wreak havoc. So they're, this Orcus wand um, could either be viewed as a holy symbol or maybe there's some sort of instigation. Just by its nature, it's known to be an instigation at this point. Um, uh, I'm, I'm wondering if I could make a history or a religion check um, to see what what I know about Orcus in relation to what I know about Loth. Okay. One moment while we resolve uh, Xantari first. Xantari, okay. Go ahead and roll. Okay. Uh, yes, you. if you wanted to take things uh, in character as a you need to go check the Minotaurs, you could do that uh, quite easily. That's completely a valid way for you to think. Um, you know, if that alarm bell goes off, you're free to act on that. Uh, Mithrin, go ahead and... Uh, yeah, I, I, I pretty much go, I don't know what religion is, so... <laughs> <laughs> really, what was your, what was your role? Uh, it was six. Okay. Um, you just know it's probably Eight. very similar to other bad deities in some case. Okay. But, you know, they're not exactly known for shacking up or whatever. Right. Okay. I would turn to Caesar and say, Caesar, can you get a closer look at that rod and see if it looks like the thing that you touched while we were dungeoneering? And I'm going to head right now to the jail where the Minotaurs are, and I'm concerned for their safety if there's some sort of uh, distraction of being caused. And I just want to check and make sure that they're okay. So I would, you know, gather my weapon and, and my bits and, and walk down the steps heading towards the jail. Um, just before Zenitari leaves, I, I, I suggest to her maybe I should look after the, the, the rod, given that I've had that brush with Orcus before. Maybe I'm a little bit more resilient to any corrupting influence it might have. For now, that might be a good idea, but not on a permanent basis. We don't want to risk you with that. Maybe there's some place in the, in the town we can leave it that would be sealed in some way, but for tonight, since you already have it, why don't you hang on to it? You only got one okay. good hand now, so. <laughs> yeah, don't touch <laughs> it with your hand, left hand. All right. 
Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com, subscribe on iTunes, and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers and the Super Number One Podcast with Kevin and Andrew. One topic, two geeks, several beers. One at grayareapodcast.com and the other at supernumber1.libson.com. Join us for a worldwide adventure and stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels. Wow, what uh, the hell is that? It's, it's, uh, it says the sink again. It's okay. It's okay. actually him just walking through a um, through a car wash. I thought for sure that was like some kind of temporal rift come to take us all. But... <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the best role-playing experience I've ever had. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> we can continue. It's just that I've got to multitask. And I suck at that. Multipass. Multipass. <laughs> Lilu multipass. <laughs> Lilu multipass. <laughs> multipass.